This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705. Chapter 16 Where is R.A. Hastings headquartered? Which of these do you mean? R.A. Hastings or R.A. Hastings Incorporated? They're not the same? I found these on the interwebs for you. (laughs) Interwebs? You coming? Oh, yep. Sorry. Just checking a few things. It's about time. (laughs) Hello, Papa. I'm starving. Hello, Mr. Flores. Hi, Mrs. Flores. Hello, Joey. Okay, you know what to do. Go get washed up. I already did. I was talking to those two. Okay. Hey, hurry up. (laughs) You first? Sure. Joseph, why didn't you tell us you were the jaywalker guy? (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. I guess it didn't seem important at the time. Well, we're sorry to hear about your job. Unless, of course, you're not sorry. Because since you're unemployed, I have some things you can help me with here. Like, right away. Starting tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, I'm not ready to re-enter the workforce just yet. All yours. Okay. Be right back. Before I wash my hands, I look at the web results on my smartphone. R.A. Hastings Incorporated is an industrial conglomerate based in Stockton, California. I also see that R.A. Hastings is a retired agricultural tycoon and former lawyer who lives in Menlo Park, California. Huh. He's still around. I tap the link for R.A. Hastings, the person, and quickly see that in 1965, 
As a young law school graduate, Roderick Augustus Hastings founded R.A. Hastings Incorporated at the age of 26. There's a photo of him that looks like it was taken in the 80s or 90s. Whoa. Then I see something that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand straight up. R.A. Hastings was born in the tiny town of Hera, Washington. That's like 10 minutes from here. Hey. Yeah? Don't use up all our water in there. <laughs> Coming. I hope stir fry is okay. They were having a sale. I have three more bags in the freezer. Ah, <laughs> oh, it looks great. Thank you, Mrs. Flores. You are so welcome, Joey. So I heard you had an exciting week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Doñita here has kept us up to date on everything. Everything? I mean, just the basics. About your job and stuff. Hey, my dad wants to hire you. Did he offer you a job already? Yeah, about three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we're taking out the grapes on the west end and planting new ones. Jorge and Mateo will tackle it first thing tomorrow, with another crew joining Tuesday. I decided to give them the weekend off. Mm, they already had the weekend off, maybe, then. I guess you're right again. <laughs> so, Joey, have you found more of those treasure boxes? I have. Three more since I was here. My goodness. What a strange thing I did for you. Yeah. And you have to find three more, right? Six total? Yeah. That's what the note in the box that I found here on the farm says. Well, I guess you have lots of time to do that now. I guess so. I'm planning to head to Wilson Creek tomorrow. Wilson Creek? That's right. Where Ernesto worked for a summer. According to one of Imo's stories, it's where they met. Back in the late 40s. Yeah, building that dam. Huh. Oh, here you go, Joey. Oh, thank you. Even though my mind is still consumed by the events of the last couple of days, like discovering that Imo's coins are exceptionally valuable, that the detector is apparently completely normal. That the police might question Mel, and that I am their anonymous source. That Mel might be on to my dumb surveillance attempt. That somebody intentionally punctured my car's tires. That the inner six is desperate for me to respond to them about something. Which, as far as I'm concerned, can wait until tomorrow. And that Antonia still doesn't know if her dad is secretly trying to buy the property next door. Even with all of this, just as with the last time I ate dinner at this table, I feel calmer here. I listened to updates about all seven of Salvador and Maria's grandchildren. Antonia mentions that one of them has started playing soccer, which, at this table, they refer to as football. I learned that one of the nearby irrigation canals is scheduled to be redug and rerouted during the winter and a new trucking route through the valley is close to being approved by multiple city councils. Even though these three see each other every day, 
I'm amazed at how it seems like they never run out of things to say to each other. Which makes me realize just how much I miss the close interaction of family and conversations about the mundane details of daily life that have nothing to do with quarterly forecasts, picky clients, or high-stake buyouts. You know, I noticed when we turned on the Case Road that the old Midway Market is closed. Did that just happen? No, it shut down a little while ago. Uh, maybe a couple of years back? Is that right? Yes, in 2018. It's just been sitting there, empty. Yeah, it looked all boarded up. Yeah, I remember you guys used to ride your bikes to the Midway to get those ice drinks things. Slushies. Huh? They're called slushies. Oh, slushies. <laughs> I think they're going to put another strip mall there. Just what we need. We used to buy feet there sometimes too, when it was on sale. A lot of things like that have changed around here. Yeah, I bet you both have seen a lot of changes here over the years. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think this valley is ever the same, one generation to the next. I mean, take this farm. What about it? The line we're on belonged to the Yakima people. Going way back, I guess, forever. It still does. But even before we got it, there was a Japanese family here. Here on the farm? Yeah. They were sent away to a camp with all of the other Japanese families. Oh, right. Yeah, I knew a lot of families around Seattle were forced to leave. But it happened here too? Oh, it did. And afterward, most of them didn't come back. There was bad blood between the Japanese and the white settlers for years. Mostly it was about who had access to the best farms. But of course it was about other things too. And then, later on, when the Mexican workers started coming here, there were more conflicts. You still see some of that today. It's a complicated place. Did you know there was a German POW camp here too? Not far from here. No. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Actual German soldiers. Huh. So how much do you know about the Japanese family that had this property before Imo and Ernesto bought it? Mm, you know, not very much. Do you, Maria? No. But as you were saying, this whole area west of the river still belongs to the Yakimas. Even though so many people live and farm here these days. <clears throat> yeah, and now we have all the wine people coming here with their fancy tasting rooms. <laughs> Those are mostly on the other side of the freeway. Close enough. I guess all that doesn't leave much room for a farm like yours to get bigger. From the corner of my eye, I catch Antonia looking over at me, cautiously. That's true. We've had to make do with the same acreage all these years. But we tried to get the most out of what we have. Mm. We are very lucky they made good choices at the beginning. With the irrigation and how they laid everything out. They planned this farm really well. And we tried to continue with that. 
You know, I've always been curious about the property up the hill from here, where you found the tractor. I see Salvador and Maria exchange a glance, and I get the sense that if Antonia could kick me under the table, she would. How is it still undeveloped after all these years? Oh, Joey, there are a lot of stories about that land. Like what? Lots of people have wanted to buy it, but nobody has been able to. Because... It's held in a land trust, for one. Has that always been the case? Yes, since 1951. Huh. The same year that this farm was started. That's right. You remember. I do remember. So, who started the land trust? Mm, it was a generic company name. A nonprofit with a local P.O. box number. It actually changed hands one time in the 1980s, but the terms have always remained the same. What do you mean, the terms? I just mean nothing really changed. Just the trustee. Oh. So the trustee, was it? I'm tempted to say Ari Hastings out loud, just to see what kind of reaction I'd get. But I stopped myself. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know why I would guess who it is. Kind of like trying to figure out the code for our security gate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. It's probably just an investment group. Saving it for something later. We don't mind that it's empty in a lot of ways. It's good for us not to have another farm so close. It's nice to have the privacy. Yeah. Oh, you said stories. So are there more? Maria and Salvador make eye contact, again. Salvador nods knowingly at her. It's also just not an easy place to be at. What do you mean? Like it's not easy to get to? Well, access is restricted. It is private property, so we respect that. No, it's... It's more than that. It doesn't feel good up there. I look over again at Antonia. She meets my gaze, but she doesn't say anything. You can feel it when you cross the property line. It's different. We keep our fence well maintained for a reason. We don't want anyone or any of our animals to stray out there. <sighs> I don't think I've ever heard of land not feeling good before. You mean, like, it's painful? It's not pain, exactly. It's actually very lovely to look at. There's just a difficult feeling near it. Like, you should not be there. I think it's cursed. <laughs> what? Cursed? <laughs> do you get this feeling, too? I do. So is this just the three of you? Or is this a thing that people know about around here? Some do, I suppose. Our workers do for sure. But it's hard for anyone to access the property since we share an easement from Kay's Road. And as you know, Joseph, not just anybody can come up our driveway these days. <laughs> Has this feeling been around for a long time? As long as I can remember. 
Yes. Did Ernesto ever talk about it? He did. Sternly when I was young. He just said, that land is not for us. <laughs> not for you. Well, that's interesting. What does that mean? We think that's why the tractor got stuck up there. You mean the one you restored? Yeah. So, like, the property somehow broke the tractor? The maintenance records on that tractor are very detailed. We have all the ledgers from back then. And those farmers were very reliable, especially when taken care of. There's a note in the maintenance log from Horacio from... When was it? November 1952. Horacio was the foreman at the time. He wrote, Brief drive onto the property and stopped working. When they were up there working on the fence, it just quit. Completely. And there's another note that says, agreed to leave in place. But the last time I was here, you said they must have left the tractor there because it wasn't needed anymore. Yes, that's what we thought. But... but... Oh, sorry, Mama. It's okay, Mika. Go ahead. Your visit last week made us rethink some things. They weren't the type to just leave something on someone else's property. I mean, that would have been illegal to begin with. Joseph, your surprise visit, which of course wasn't a complete surprise since we had that letter all those years, it shook things up for us. And not just you showing up, but you finding that metal detector in the barn, and then that box in the ground, plus Antonia here telling us that people might be spying on you now? I look over at Antonia. She meets my gaze again and holds it. How I found the detector. It was just sitting there, practically in plain sight for me to see. So you're saying you didn't put it there? <sighs> well, if you didn't, None of this is making any sense. It's hard for us to understand too, Joey. We've been here a long time, Joseph. Me, my whole life. And Maria nearly as long. Most of the time is very normal up here. And perfect. But there's also been strange things. Now we wonder if agreed to leave in place might have been an agreement between Ernesto and whoever was the trustee back then because they literally couldn't move it. Literally couldn't move it? Why does that distinction suddenly matter? Salvador, Maria, and Antonia all look at each other. It matters because the tractor is stuck up there again. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. 
As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. After hearing that the tractor is stuck up on the property again, I pretty much demand to go see it, right then and there. They seem eager to go as well, so we leave our plates on the table and pile into Salvador's large four-door pickup truck and drive for a few minutes up the access road towards the edge of the property. It's been dark now for hours and cold, just as it should be on the first night in November in the chilly interior of Washington State. As we get closer, from my backseat vantage next to Antonia, I can see the truck's headlights start to reflect off the long barbed wire fence that divides the two properties. There's a double door gate in the fence that the access road leads to that looks to be just big enough for a vehicle to pass through when it's open. And beyond and uphill from the fence, large sagebrush plants are also illuminated by the truck's bright beams. Why did you drive the tractor back up here? To test the theory. Right. We each carry flashlights that Maria found for us back at the farmhouse. And Salvador keeps the truck headlights on to make the entire scene more visible. From up here, there's a broad view of the valley below and the surrounding hills. I bet we get some frost tonight. Sí, recuérdame de checar el gallinero cuando regresemos. No se nos vayan a congelar los pollos. Lo revisé antes de la semana, estaba bien. The rising full moon is still low in the sky. Okay. Gracias, corazón. And hidden behind a huge and glowing cumulus cloud. The restored Formal A tractor sits maybe 20 feet beyond the closed gate, looking shiny in the light of the headlights with its new paint job. I can also just barely see that the well-maintained access road becomes much more of a primitive road, not far beyond the gate. And farther up, I see the shadowy outline of a wash that begins somewhere higher up the hill. When we get to the fence gate, there's a palpable feeling of being very small compared to the vast expanse of empty land and starry night sky all around us. So you run just fine till Antonia drove it till where you see it now. Then it just shut down. We try everything to get it started. Even had Martin look at it. There's nothing wrong with it. So, how did you manage to retrieve it the first time? 
You mean before we restored it? Yeah. Yeah, it was not easy. First, we had to dig it out because the wash had covered it up over the years. And then we brought a small crane up here to lift it onto a trailer. Then we brought it down to the main shop by the office. Everyone who was working on that side of the fence couldn't wait to get back over here. Right. Because it's cursed. I think they knew how we feel about it. So why did you try to retrieve it? I mean, if there was an agreement to leave it in place... We got a letter from the current trustee. Oh. Well, my dad did. Hmm. They asked if we would remove the tractor, for environmental and other reasons. That was the first time we ever heard from them. But not the last time. Why do you keep mumbling to yourself? Uh, nothing. So, the trustee wanted it removed? They did. Obviously, we have a lot better equipment than they did in the 50s. So we knew we could get it out this time. Plus, I wanted it on the farm. As a keepsake. Um, so you do admit you just like looking at it. <laughs> mm. I guess I do. I mean, look at it. I step right up to the edge of the fence and stare beyond the tractor. Even though the moon is still obscured by patchy clouds, there's a gray glow to everything. In the distance, I see the horizon line far up the hill and immediately above it, what looks like a million stars. I turn back around and see Antonia, Maria and Salvador silhouetted against the truck's headlights. And in the distance, the lights of the farmhouse and Antonia's house, as well as dozens of other homes and structures lining Kay's road. And even further, the halogen glow of thousands of homes and businesses and highways spread across the wide valley. <laughs> I look at Antonia and smile. And then I turn and step onto a rock near the fence that is a couple of feet high. I land on the other side of the fence with ease. <laughs> Again, I look up into the vastness of the empty property, surveying what I can. Joseph, are you okay? phone seems to work fine over here. Yeah, I don't recall things like that having any problems over there. So does the trustee know the tractor's stuck over here again? Well, this just happened yesterday, so no. We haven't reached out to them yet. Hmm. So what makes a perfectly good tractor decide to stop running over here twice Ooh. 
<laughs> Joey, are you okay? As Maria says this, the moon comes out from behind its cloud. And the ground and grasses and rocks and sagebrush all over the empty property light up as if covered with silver sawdust in every direction. I can make out what looks like a low structure far up in the distance, partially hidden among plants. Oh. I shiver again, but this time not from the cold. I feel a kind of exhilaration growing in my entire body. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I could run in every direction, as far and as fast as I can, like a bull let loose at a rodeo, screaming and yelling like an excited child. <laughs> oh, man. I turn around and try to explain this to the others. But as I do, what the? Something catches my eye in the sky on the opposite side of the valley. Whoa. What is that? The three of them turn to look as several big, bright circles of light, some of them white and some reddish orange, move steadily and silently together over a low mountain. What are those? The lights briefly hover over the peak of the mountain and appear to pulse or flash. And then, without warning, they spin up into the sky and disappear. Whoa! Yeah, we see those once in a while too. Lots of people here do and have for a long time. <laughs> yep, just one more thing to add to the list. Welcome to the Yakima Valley. Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705 and is written, directed, and produced by me, Chris Cayella. This chapter features the voice talents of Megan Morales as Antonia, Jonathan Fuentes as Salvador, and Ana Noval as Maria. I play the part of Joseph. For more information about Dirt, an audio drama, visit dirtaudiodrama.com. And if you like what you hear, please spread the word on Twitter or whatever social platform you use. Word of mouth absolutely helps the podcast grow. We'll return soon with Chapter 17 and more strange things on the farm and with the detector. Until then, and as always, 
Thank you very much for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What's this all about? What about nightmares? We need to leave. What are you doing? They can't tear out your soul anymore, Stuart. Ominous thrill. A new audio fiction anthology. I've done horrible things. Tell them what you did. I, I didn't do anything. Tell me. No! Character-driven tales of obsession. I'm no psycho. Banging on my door and streaming it on the internet. Revenge. Don't mind if I sit here and watch the lights go out, do you? The unexplained. Don't leave me out here. We can't help her. <laughs> We're leaving. No! I need the light. You want me to fall down the stairs? No. I want to push you. I love you so fucking much. Ominous thrill. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere. Flesh splits open. Oh, yes. Thrill you later.